What's up, everyone? This is the Building and Empowering People's Podcast, and I am your host, Victor Thomas and Derek Simmons Jr. And like we always say, we're just here to talk about life, development, giving you hope, inspiring you, motivating you, whatever we can do. So let's just jump right into it. Um, so Derek, we re- you know recorded the podcast last last week, and we talked about a couple different things, and we talked about kind of how our lives were going, and we always kind of informed the people on what's been going on throughout the week, if it's been yeah. anything new at all. So you know, I'm pretty sure they look forward to hearing about our weeks and how they've been going, to see if they can be relatable to yeah. kind of what they've been going through. So kind of tell the people a bit about your week. Um. My week's been, like, not, I guess, I'm not going to say, like, stressful to where, like, I felt like I couldn't get through it, you know, just yeah. just stress, because I had, like, a lot of things to do, I had school, I had to, I was, um, I was speaking some, I wasn't, well, I was trying to prepare for some, uh, to say a speech at a memorial, I didn't get to say it, though, because, um, the dad, he was kind of super upset and he didn't really want to hear anything else. So gotcha. what I did was I just I just ripped out the speech and I gave it to um, my friend um, so that, you know, he can hear it and his dad and everybody else. Um, I feel like I use school as an excuse to not... I'm not going to say I don't want to get anything done, but I feel like I use school as the main source of excuse of why I don't get stuff done, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, like, even I know, like, I have a lot of work. It takes me hours to do it and all that. And I guess I do reach points to where I'm just tired and where I'm like, and then I wake up the next day and it's just like a repeating thing. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm just, I'll be like so drained out from the work that I don't do it. But then at the same time, I feel like I can make more like last week, I felt like I did perfect with timing, though. Last okay. week, like when I was with school and all that, I felt like I did perfect with trying to just make time for certain things. And that's what I feel is important. Like I'm starting to really like talking to you and just really just reading my word. I'm starting to see how precious time is, man, because yep. like it's literally like 24 hours. And once you waste that day, like I'm not saying like I didn't. I mean, I guess I kind of did, <laughs> but I mean, like with school, like I, you know, I, I know it takes me about a long time to do the work and then I go to sleep and then just wake up. And then like, I have that regret, like, man, I, w- I wish I would have did something. So I'm starting to really see the importance of time and to put time in your craft, put time in like other people around you. Like I'm starting to really understand why time is so important and Focusing on that, I'm going to take that in today and not only today, but for the rest of my life to really make time for what's important. You know, so that's what I've learned, man. But let's let's just jump right into the time there, man. So like I like I told you, I created this quote says, you know, people make time for what's important to them and everything else is an excuse. Whether we choose to believe that or not, that's just facts. Mm -hmm. Because you think about it, the things that we really want to do, we make time for them. There's there's no excuses involved. We make the time. But things we're not so sure about or if someone's asking us to do it and we really don't want to do it, 
will be like, oh, I don't have the time or I'm busy or, or whatever it is. But it's just uh, just that mindset. And in actual reality, it doesn't even have to be excuses. Like mm-hmm. us as people, honestly and truly, if we don't want to do something, we just say we don't want to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that for the most part, while we make excuses is to like spare feelings. We're like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't want to disappoint. I don't want to upset. I don't want to anger. So we try to find ways to make that easier to deal with by making up an excuse because the excuse kind of softens the blow and kind of makes the person say, oh, I understand. Or Maybe you could do it next time. And, you know, we'll keep putting it off and doing yeah. that. But for the most part, man, the the timing is is 100 percent accurate. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I can I can attest that I can say that when I was out, you know, working all these jobs and stuff, man, uh, what's funny is when I would go through the interviewing process and stuff, you know, a lot of companies sometimes say, what is your weaknesses? And I would always say time management because I knew that that was my weakness. Like if I didn't have structure, I didn't have order mm-hmm. to do things, I knew that I wouldn't do anything. I would do what I was supposed to do and what I was told to do. And anything outside of that, I would just do whatever because yeah. I had poor time management skills. And it's gotten a lot better. It's not perfected now, but it's gotten a lot better. So understanding first how to fix your time, how to fix your time management, because your time management and someone else's is totally different because everyone's life is different. Their schedule is different, what they do, all of that. So what I've learned about it is for me personally, I have to write down the things that I'm going to do yeah. or I won't do them because mm-hmm. it's like if I don't write them down, I'll just make like a free day. I'll do the thing. Some things I think are important is like, all right, I got to pick up my daughters. I got to wake up. I, you know, got to work a little bit and that'll be it. And everything else is just free range. Yeah. But what I do now is it's either late at night or early in the morning. I'll write down a couple of things that I know that are important that I need to knock out. Mm -hmm. And I try not to overextend it into being more than I can handle. So I usually try to stick between five and 10 things that I'll write down. Yeah. Like today I wrote down, you know, obviously every, every day I write down prayer because that's the first thing to do in the morning. Some days I'll write down exercise because I don't exercise every day, but I'll put it down some days. And then obviously every Wednesday I put down Toastmasters and I also put down podcasts because those are two things that are going to be consistent every single Wednesday. And then each day varies. So each each day is going to be something different, but they're going to have a lot of similar things. Mm -hmm. But that's going to be based off of what I have to do for that day or what needs to be done first or in that order and that's just me for someone else they could be like well i don't have to do all that i can just remember what to do and just do it based off of how it needs to be done yeah and that's great but that wouldn't work for me because we're two different people and someone else may have another way like they may need to be told how to do stuff or when to do it at the time frames and all that stuff so yeah yeah, that's uh kind of what i got from uh whether we want to call it timing, time yeah. management, or whatever it is. Yeah, definitely for sure, man. Like the, there's a quote that I created that I said I said this a long time ago. I just now remembered. I said we can't really we can't merely use our time, but we have to make our time count. I feel like there's a difference when we just simply watch time pass, and then there's a dip, and then another like just watching time pass, but also making the time that you see count, you know what I'm saying? So like, you know, going through daily, whatever you do, 
even if it's just five minutes, make the little five minutes that you have to yourself count or make the time that you have with, you know, family, friends or anything that you can't count. Because I feel like the top the 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 clock of our life just keeps on ticking. It's not going to go back for us. You know what I'm saying? It's going to keep on moving forward. So if time is moving forward, we have to be willing to keep on moving forward as well and not just hold back while time is just keep on going. You know what I'm saying? So we have to make every single moment in our life count. And I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm a perfect person in that because I need help with that as well. But we have to like I said, this is a podcast where we're going together. So I don't want you to think I'm just this perfect person. Like I gotta <laughs> I gotta work on this too, man. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah. you know, we have to take the time that we have and just use it with the best of our abilities. So at the end of the day, you won't have the saying, Oh, I I wish I would have did this, but you would have had you would have had said that I'm glad I did this, I'm glad I did that. Now I feel satisfied with what I done. So that's what I had, man. But yeah, man, like like we always say in the podcast, it's not we're speaking on personal situations and also speaking on our opinions and stuff. So it's not like we're saying that we are all these things. Oh, yeah, for sure. We're saying it's either we're going through this stuff or this is the way we see it or how it should be done. You know, because we're growing together. But man, let's let's get into. Oh wait, well, how was your week though? Okay, man. Yeah, I forgot about that. My bad, man. <laughs> oh, it's all <laughs> good. Over man. You, man. It's all good. We no. can <laughs> go ahead and do that, man. It's. It's been good, man. I did. So for the most part, my week is going to be pretty consistent each week. Uh, so obviously Sundays, church, but the difference now is it's a BSD, Bethel School of Discipleship. So yeah, we just I just did the first week of that. I did the orientation the week before, but we got to talking about, um, you know, faith and believing and mm-hmm. we had homework. So we had to read the whole first John, second and third. And it's like, it's funny because as I was talking about doing, I'm a numbers guy. I'm looking at how many, how many verses is in First John. You know, yeah. it's like oh, 51 verses. Yeah. yeah, what's in second? So I'm right there. He's talking, and I'm writing down numbers <laughs> and stuff to see, like, all right, so I could do this at this time. And I don't know why, man. I just, I just love numbers, and I'm always putting numbers together. Yeah. Anything that involves numbers, I'm trying to put them together and figure out how am I gonna like work it out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I did that, and then Monday we had. um uh, be man authentic manhood mm-hmm. and so sundays is going to be what they is and then monday is going to be what it is oh yeah you were told me about that i remember yeah but it's just like that's pretty much that and you know far as yesterday you know I, I spent a lot of time either when i'm not at home i'm usually working for the most part and i'm out driving and doing all that stuff but i don't really i try to stay away from actually being at home a lot because what happens is i know if i don't have a lot of things on my agenda planned i'll just watch tv yeah you know and like now we got everything we got disney That's plus <laughs> espn plus <laughs> freaking hulu netflix at&t uverse it's like man it's so much and i can mm. catch up on a lot of stuff but it's like what is that really really doing yeah. for my life so I've pretty much been out like, you know, a lot. And that's pretty much been my week. It, my week's pretty boring for the most part because I try to keep it boring and yeah. try to switch it up every now and then with, you know, me and my wife may go on a date or whatever. And it, it's usually not like a night thing because like 
we usually try to go like on one of off days. The kids are at school, so we'll try to do like a a date day, like maybe yeah. a movie or you know a lunch or something like that. Or like we get pretty bored, we'll catch up on our shows together. Yeah, so yeah, but yeah, but that's been pretty much my week right there, though. That's what's up, man. But man, yeah, next I want to dive into. Was actually a couple of things I want to dive into. Let me talk about this before I actually forget. So I posted yesterday. I was just talking about how amazing the Bernie Mac book was. Okay. Did you know Bernie Mac had a book? <clears throat> I did not know he had a book. Me neither. I found out about a week ago and I purchased it because I'm always looking through the books and that stuff. And it popped up. And I'm like, Bernie Mac, are they doing like, you know, someone's writing a story or this, that and the other. But then it showed that it came out years ago. And it showed that he was the voice of it. I was like, oh, man, I got to get this. Because right. a lot of times people are misunderstood. We always assume what people are. but We don't really know. So, like, I've listened to Kevin Hart's book, Tiffany Haddish's book on audibles. And I truly feel like I understand them because they were truly authentic yeah. and genuine in how they were talking. So, it's like, all right, the world sees them as this now. But they put their books out there. And now that was, like, really expressing who they are from right. their stories and perspective but i can say listening to that bernie mac book man it was like four and a half hours but when i tell you this guy is he was the master of grabbing your attention Mm -hmm. i'm talking about like no one's ever in my life has grabbed my attention the way that his book did (laughs) i was like captivated i'm like stuck like listening to every single word not listening waiting till he said a whole sentence it's like i'm listening to every single word and I'm like trying to picture it and doing this. And he's like throwing in some comedy in there. And he's just like a master storyteller. And he was going through just talking about different stuff. I don't want to like talk about everything that he talked about. But I must say that that was, was yeah, <laughs> it's like that was that was one of the best. And that's yeah. like 100 percent recommended. He was just talking about some real stuff about, you know, struggling and adversity and how he kept going. You know, it was times where. He was put out like several times living mm-hmm. in Chicago and he was talking about negative 20 degrees outside, not having no heat and that type of stuff. And I'm just like, man, Crazy, but he man. kept going. He kept going. He didn't complain. He didn't mm-hmm. even talk about it. People was walking. His personal people that knew him was talking to him about stuff. He's like, man, why didn't you never say, no, say anything about it? He's like, I just I just deal with it. Yeah. I'm just like, whoa. That's exactly. You can, it's like one thing in, on talking about something. You can talk so much about like how certain things may look, but more like when you stay persistent and and whatever like situation that you might be going through, then somehow in some way things going to be, things can churn and shift, man. So that's, that's good to hear, man. And it's like, you know, uh, for me personally, I love yeah. listening to like personal books read by, the individual that went through it because it's not only giving you a story, it's telling you a story and you're able to understand more about not only them, but yourself because they've gone through some similar things that you have. And it gives you hope to believe like, man, like if they did it, I I can can do do it. it, And just because they went through it this way, I may go through it another way, but I still know that there's like light on the other end of whatever I'm going through or Mm -hmm. whatever I've gone through because I'm not the only one. And they're not the only one. It's just the more you hear it from different individuals, you're like, whoo, it's like a... It's like a good sensation. Like, you know, like, man, it's it's still possible for me too. You know what I'm saying? For sure. That's what's up, man. But yeah, man. uh, So I just had to talk about that. But what I wanted to talk about next, man, was just 
actually being who you say you are. It's mm-hmm. like we kind of talked about it a bit before recording the podcast. But, you know, what I was saying was, you know, you can't be one way, but have expectations that are totally different. It's like you can't you can't be this person that's a hard worker mm-hmm. and this is, you know, you're a hard worker. You go to work, you do all this. But then when it comes to like expectations, like I'm going to say, usually this happens like within kid, your kids and stuff like yeah. you're a hard worker, but you allow your kids to slack a bit. Exactly. That's not always the case. Obviously, if you're a hard worker, you probably expect your kids to be hard workers, but that's not always the case. Yeah. Most of the time it's like you do one thing, but your opinions and stuff are completely opposite. Mm-hmm. So like, so I really want to talk about just like that mindset and, and why that is and how, you know, obviously how we should obviously be on the same accord. And if we do things one way, we should think the, think the same way and have expectations the same way as well. Exactly. So what are your thoughts on, on that, on, you know, the having one way of doing things, but thinking a total different way? Man, my thoughts, man. Well, first I wanted to, try to kind of backtrack it to what we were talking about earlier like i feel like if you say you're going to do something then do it if you if you say you're going to do something and you don't do it those words were meaningless those words were dead you could have you you literally could have used your breath to say i'm not going to do it yeah then just to say i'm going to do it get the other person's expectations up and then you end up not doing it and then it's like and then you wonder why things the way they are because you said you were going to do it. And not just like with agreement, but just in general, sometimes we have to tell ourselves like. I feel like we have to make that agreement to ourselves to say that we're going to do something. And yes, obstacles is going to come up against you. But if you say you're going to do it, then you have to find a way to make it work. You have to find a way to make that thing possible that you say you were going to do for your life or for others or for things around you. But that's what I had on that. But with the um, what what did you say again? Um, saying saying one thing, but you you don't saying that you want this expectation, but you you. I'm trying to think what you said. So it's kind of like, so. What I'm saying is like, just say for instance, just say you do a certain thing, but then you also have like. Other expectations other that's expectations not with that thing. not related. So, like, just say, for instance, if you're lazy, but you got an expectation for other people to work hard. Or if you're a hard worker, mm-hmm. but then you got an expectation of not even caring if people are lazy or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, doing one thing and, like, thinking the other, like, having other opposite expectations of what you actually have. Yeah. I would I would say on that, I don't, I don't like to say one thing and then expect expectations from something that is not alignment with who I am yeah if that makes sense like I don't want to say I'm gonna work hard but then I don't do what it takes to work hard or I'm, I'm slacking off or other people slacking off around me as well so it just goes back to if I say I'm going to do something I have to find some way to make it work even if it's not even if it's not what I expect it to be I right. still have to make it work because it's just it's dead words at the end of the day like don't don't do don't say that you have this certain expectation for your life but then you're ex- accepting other expectations that didn't even have to do anything with what your expectations were you know what i'm saying oh, so sure. we have to be willing to try to live by 
our expectations, even if it's not what we expect it to be. You know, so that's what I have. Yeah, man, I can dive in on this and make it make it more personal. You know, I dealing with family, just people I meet on a regular basis and all this stuff. You mm-hmm. know, what I found is that, you know, we say one thing. I think the cool thing around lately is like, man, let's let's exchange numbers and let's do this and let's do that. Yeah. Because it's like it's the thing that everyone's doing. So it's like, oh, let's do it. You got a business card. You got this. And what happens is we say we're going to do this one thing. But then at the end of the day, it's like. That's never even really used. Mm-hmm. So I just say like, you know, before even getting into the 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 cuteness of being like, let's do this. Yeah. Let's, you know, stop doing it. And I've experienced that a lot, you know, giving out my phone number, my business cards and mm-hmm. this, that and the other to, to just multiple individuals just for them to never even use that number or to never even use the information that I gave them. But the whole intention was that, oh, it sounds good to do it, but they don't, you know, actually go through with it. Yeah. And a lot of times as people, if we're not careful of that, you know, of doing that, what will happen is we will lose credibility within who we are. So you were saying earlier, like, don't say you're going to do something if you're not actually going to do it. Mm -hmm. That just recently happened with me today with, you know, as we were on our way to the Toastmasters, you know, cousin called and was talking about, you know, something personal to him, but then never once talked about the two or three text messages that I sent because he said he was going to do something. Yeah. Said he was going to do something last week at the beginning of the week. Said he was down for it. He wanted to do it. Didn't force him to say he wanted to do it or any of that. So when it came to the day of actually doing it, sent them a couple of messages and he did not respond to either one of those messages. But fast forward a week later, did not call to say, sorry, I was doing this, tied up, just a completely different subject on mm-hmm. something totally random. And it's just like, you know, now your credibility and me listening to what you got to say doesn't really hold weight or I don't really want to hear it because yeah. of what you said you were going to do and you didn't do it. Mm-hmm. So we got to get to a point, man, where if we don't want to do something, just say yeah, it. Don't, say don't, don't agree don't, to exactly. it. Don't sign up for it. Don't do any of that. Like I was telling you within Toastmasters today, like they sign, they, they pass out these sign up sheets to do certain things. And a lot of times we feel peer pressure to do these things, but we shouldn't do them if we don't want to do them. Like mm-hmm. obviously they sign on this paper, like everybody should sign up. Like, yeah, everybody that want to do it should sign up. But then if we don't want to do it, because we know our commitment, if it's something that you don't want to do, your commitment level to it is going to be at the absolute lowest because mm-hmm. you don't want to do it. And you're doing it out of reasons that don't even make sense. Exactly. But it's like, do it if you want to do it. If you don't, then don't. Mm-hmm. Don't sign up for stuff. Don't agree to stuff. Don't say you're going to be there. You're going to do this. Just don't like either be quiet or say that you're not going to do it because at the end of the day, it's a representation of who you are. And if you have that representation, what happens is words spread around. They do all this and people start talking about you. And like, oh, that, that's that person that's always lying. They mm-hmm. always say they're going to do this, but they never do it. Or this person always doing this and they never do it. And you don't even know that they're doing it. But it's like that becomes your life, your reality, your reputation and who you are. Exactly, man. You have so. to you have to apply yourself to the words that you're trying to that you have spoke to life. Like, like we always be telling each other, like words are like life. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm speaking this word to life and I'm just watching this word, just sit there, what am I going to do with that word? Am I going to like, you know, apply myself to do what I said, or am I just going to leave that there? 
because words i feel words just mean so much i feel like their words are so powerful you can use words in a song a speech no matter what it might be like words like resonate with people so if you say you're going to do something and you don't do it and they're looking at you like but i thought you said you was going to do this i thought you said you were going to do that you know they're expecting something from you so if you know you can't do something or you can't like can't really reach a certain expectation for what others may want to say or like what you like what you see like just say don't do it yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying because it's it's better to say it's better to not do it than to say you can't do it and then not do it you right. know what i'm saying so I know what you mean, man. But bro, I have I have something real bad that I do in a in a joking way, kind of. But I'd be like kind of serious, but I'd be kind of joking because yeah. I guess I guess you can kind of call that passive aggressive. But it's like when people don't like do certain stuff, I like make a joke about it. I'll say it, but I like make a joke about why they didn't do it. Like you know, but it's cool because I don't want it to be like an angry situation or whatever. But it's kind of like calling them out, but not really wanting it to be an angry situation to where like it causes like controversy and that type of stuff. Yeah. But it's like a confrontation, but it's like, I'm learning now, bro, to just, just do it. Like if I'm gonna call them out, just call them out. Like, Hey bro, yeah. like I seen you, you said that you was going to do this and you didn't do it. What's up with that? Exactly. Like, uh, why didn't this happen? Why did you say this? And you did that. And then just, I guess, I don't know. I guess that's, I guess if I was from like New York or up north somewhere, yeah. I'd be like great at that because that's like <laughs> that's like a normal thing. For yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, being from the south, we're thinking about feelings and how to be nice and this because that's kind of the way we was taught. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Don't have anything nice to say? You don't say anything at all. But like people from like the Midwest, the North Coast, and all that, they don't care nothing about that. They're just like blunt and whatever they oh, say. Oh yeah, for sure. I guess like I guess we can kind of learn something from right. like, getting <laughs> yeah. tough skin and just saying it like it is and not really caring about you know, the results within it, because yeah. it's like, at the end of the day, you know, we still need to hear this stuff. And we still need to learn and grow yeah. and learn from it. And if nobody says anything about it, then we'll just keep continuing to do it and going down the wrong path at times. Oh yeah, for sure, man. And the way I feel it, I think a lot of times we do things to be nice. Yeah. Like, but I think God just dropped in my spirit that Ooh, it's it not is. even <laughs> like, I feel like it's not nice if you hold back what you say to trying to benefit and grow somebody. You know yes. what I'm saying? I feel like that's one of the most disrespectful things that you yes. can do. So you sitting up here trying to be nice, but at this, but at the end of the day, you're really being disrespectful because if you if you know something now, obviously you got to say with a soft voice answer sure, and all that. Sure. Like I'm not saying like respectful man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like if you if if you see someone struggling. And this is this is why I I love to be to critique and no matter what it may be in my life cuz it gives me the opportunity to better myself. Yeah. Like today when you we was talking and like you saw something in me that I need to work on. Yeah. Imagine you not saying that and I would have kept doing the same yeah. thing because you were trying to be nice, but at the end of the day that nice led me to do kept doing the same thing. So I feel like it's it's more better and more nice if you tell them the truth and help them and better them at the end of the day and, you know, showing them what they doing wrong and sharpening them than to not say something and hold it back. If that makes sense, you know what I'm saying? Perfect so, sense, man. And, you know, I just, something just came up to my mind. You know, people have the same, you ever heard the saying, like, 
I guess it's someone that might have only lied to you because I loved you. I yeah. love you and that stuff. Like, yeah, man, that's bullcrap. You yeah, exactly. About it, it's like, so you lied to them. Okay, you lied to them because you love them because you said you were sparing their feelings, but you also stopped them from growing or learning or gaining what they were supposed to gain from the truth. So mm-hmm. what I think it is is that people that tell you the truth are the people that, that love you, that they care about you because only the truth can like not only set you free, but grow you. It's mm-hmm. like the truth may hurt sometimes, but it's like, it's still the truth. Yeah, like it's still the, the truth, truth is the truth. And there's no way around that. Like exactly. And you know, if the truth is hurting you, then you right. know, they right. Exactly. Yeah. But it's just <laughs> you know like, you know, right. the truth doesn't have to be in a way, a dis- the truth. Let me say this. The truth doesn't have to be disrespectful. The truth can hurt, but still not be disrespectful. Like you don't have to curse someone out and tell them the truth. You don't have yeah, to go yeah. about it in a rude, a rude way of saying it. Like you can tell the truth, but it's like in a respectful manner. Like it doesn't have any cussing involved. Doesn't have to be any yelling involved. It can be said. Like it's it's funny. Like you can say you can say something in a calm way that will be taken totally different if you said that same thing. In like a higher pitched voice, it's like yeah. you could be like, "Man, you know, uh, these are some things that I think you need to work on. These are some things that I've, I've noticed, and this, that, and the other." You get into it, but that's just like a calm way. But it'd be taken totally different if you're like, "Man, these are some things you need to work on." What I noticed in this, that, and the other is like, "Whoa!" Now it's coming off totally different, but it's the same exact thing. Right. So it's like tone and that stuff, like without being disrespectful and having a high tone, but it it could be said if it's said in in that right tone. Yeah, exactly, man. I I, I kind of think of how like when when you were saying tone. Now, obviously, whatever Jesus says, we're gonna follow it regardless. Oh, but sure. just imagine like if if everything Jesus said was in like a, a the wrong tone. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like he was just yelling these things. But Jesus, he he always spoke in a soft answer, and yeah. we can we can definitely learn from that. And no matter who may be, they were always willing to listen by the way he was talking, like his tone. So you can, you don't have to say the truth to somebody in a disrespectful way. You can yeah. say in a nice tone, a soft, be in a in a soft answer, so they can, you know, get on the same type of energy as you, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like same type of altitude with you. So you have to be willing to say things, and no matter what it may be, you have to be willing to say it in a night. Uh, a soft answer and a soft tone as well. So I know what you mean, man. Hey, you know, obviously you're gonna you're only gonna be telling people the truth that you care about. Like yeah, yeah, the yeah. people that you don't care about, you're not gonna like really care or focus much on telling them the truth because you're not really seeing them spend time with them or anything like that. Yeah. But you ever heard of saying people like just give it to me straight. Like some people don't care how you tell it to them. Just, yeah, just yeah, tell just me. me. Just, just tell, tell me straight. Me. Like, I don't oh, care what it is. I'm tired you know? of go doing the same for sure, thing. Over. For sure. That's that's why like I'm glad we got that relationship to where we can tell each other yeah. straight like just straight up so we can we can learn and it's always good to have that and just just speaking now just like there's always you always have to have that one person that can just keep it just real with you you know what i'm saying that's how you know you have real friends when they they can really keep it real with you you know and that's the truth so like man uh example would be so the man's pastor at our church mm-hmm. he always tells us his story and and what happened and what he was struggling with and all that yeah but what's crazy what he said was he said that because of the group of guys that were in his corner and was around him and kept telling him the truth he was able to change from there and he was like, he he also said that he doesn't think that he would have made it if he didn't have those group of guys in his corner telling him the truth, 
not just telling him what he wanted to hear, being yes mans and that type of stuff. And I think for the most part, you know, us as people, we don't have we don't have those people in our corners. Yeah. So instead of being I'm gonna make the analogy and it's gonna be something like completely off. It's like I'm comparing my pastor, you know, the men's pastor at our church. He's talking about having the right group of people in his corner that's not telling him what he wanted to hear. And then the process of that, he got on track, he got his life together, he started living the right way. And now he's able to teach other men through the mistakes and stuff that he made because he was told the truth. Mm-hmm. Now we're gonna go to professional uh Antonio Brown, even though he just had an interview to kind of clear some stuff up or whatever, yeah. but he did not mention one time. And what we noticed, he has a lot of yes men in his corner, like people that are he's probably financially supporting. So in the process of that, they don't want to hurt his feelings or they don't they don't care. It's not the feelings part. They don't want to get cut off. Let me yeah. just say that they don't want to get cut off financially by saying the wrong thing, which they know is the right thing for him to be able to use to better his life. And now he's gone through all these obstacles. He's gone through, you know, getting, you know, not in the NFL, doing the thing that he's loved since he was six years old and all that by not having the people that's telling him the truth. And then having these people that's like in the media or commenting and stuff. Oh, yeah, keep doing this. And the same time, like it's feeding his ego. And when you make someone feel good and doing the wrong or the right thing, they're going to go forth towards that mm-hmm. so like he was being told the wrong things but it was feeding his ego so he kept continuing to do it and before you know it you know now it's like is it too late or how can i make this turn because he didn't he didn't know it and like i said ego can be fed doing the right things or the wrong things but that's a difference in having the right people in your corner and the wrong people in your corner and where it'll, where it'll take you see with my past he went the right way because he was getting told the truth and going in the right direction and Antonio Brown was being told the wrong things and lies and went on a spiral down. Exactly, man. You so, know, something I grew up with, well, I learned actually, was I'd rather have one real friend than 500 fake friends. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? That, again, <laughs> that, that, like, that, that, was, that was a nugget right there. Exactly, in man. Like, I feel like we as people, we were we more worried about the... I guess the amount of people that we have friends yeah. with than just that one person yeah. that made us, that told us straight up how it is or told us straight real how we supposed to do these things. I feel like that one person is more stronger than the 500 people that's in your corner that's telling you the wrong thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's always important no matter who it may be. And I feel like you know, everyone has just that one person. It might have to be your mom. It might have to be a sibling, a friend, no matter who it might be. But we have to really cherish and really listen to the people in life that truly cares. That's how you know, like, you you have the right people in your corner when you know they truly care. And they'll tell you straight up, you know, what's right, what you have to do. Because maybe they've been through it or maybe they don't want you to go through it. And they love you that much to where... They're trying to help you and better you at this. You know what I'm saying? So I know what you mean by that, man. And, man, speaking of that, we can just jump on into, like, you know, circle of influence at that. You know, they say you are the sum total of the people that are that surround you or around you. So uh, the saying could be any type of way, whether you have nine successful friends, 
nine broke friends, nine stealing friends, nine productive friends, whatever it is, according to what they are, that's what you're going to be. Mm-hmm. That we have a tendency to say things like children are like sponges and, and this, that, and the other, but just in general, like I said, we're, we're all sponges. Yeah, exactly. But like, children just are softer sponges and they can get stuff, absorb stuff a lot faster than like we can, but we still absorb it. And we are, they say like, you are a product of your environment for the most part. It's very rare that someone is within an environment and they are the complete opposite of what their environment allows them to be. Yeah. That's very rare. Not It's not saying that it doesn't exist, but it's rare. So that circle of influence is very impactful and powerful to be able to have around you because based off what the people around you are doing and what they are becoming and their mindset and the things that they're doing on a daily basis will ultimately determine what you do, who you are, and the things that you're doing on a daily basis mm-hmm. because they are circle of influence is extremely, you know, important because yeah. you, you become that. Mm-hmm. And according to what that is, is what you become. So for the people out there today that have never heard that or don't understand the importance of having the right people around you, people that are pushing you in the right direction, that it, it's super impactful. And if you don't realize the importance of it, just take some time to kind of take a step back and look at the people that surround you and what they're doing and and determine based off of that to see if this is the right group you should be in or people that should be around you. Exactly, man. Like, and just growing up, like, I used to, I used to be a, I used to do that a lot. I used to hang out. I used to hang around the wrong, I used to hang out the wrong um, crowd just to try to fit into something or try to be something when I thought I was in nothing, you know what I'm right. saying? So I try to, I try to look to be something in different ways, but I've realized the more I'm hanging around this crowd, I'm, I'm not being Derek. I'm being what they want. They're they're It's like they're molding and shaping me for something that right. I wasn't, you know what right. I'm saying? And I, I can guarantee you now, if I would have continued with that same crowd, I don't know who I would be. I don't know where I would be. Like I would, I would most likely would be a different person hanging yeah. around that type of crowd. So I started to surround myself with more people who were like-minded like me, who were, who kept pushing me and not only they pushed me, but I was able to push them as well. You know what I'm saying? So it's always important to surround yourself and be in an environment that will grow you, will, will help you. And, and the beauty of all of it, you get to all grow together. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I had to learn with that, man. Just make sure you be in the right environment. Man, and you think about it, environment is like very important. And just being together as people at fellowship is so important. Like God didn't make us to be alone. Like, yeah, definitely. And I'm not even talking about being in, re- being in like a relationship where you married or this, that, and the other. I'm talking about outside of that. Like he didn't make us to do things alone, to go through a struggle in life, to not know things and that type of stuff. He's made, it's so many of us, like what seven, eight billion people, like, and so many people are alone or lonely by choice, and sometimes not by choice. But it's like it's so important to have people around you, regardless. For like, it's it's things is that we're made of that we seek that and we require these type of things. So that that's the interesting thing about like how God made us. Like He was very strategic in making us and making us in a way to where we would not be complete. Mm-hmm. by ourselves, by ourselves yeah. so it's like it's certain components and things that's within us that we need that we don't even realize at time 
but it's a part of our structure and our DNA. And every single one of us have that. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing that we have in common with each other. It's like we need each other. And I see so many people today, man, just trying to be by themselves and say, oh, I don't need nobody. I don't need this. I don't need that. And I can do this by myself. And it's like, truth is, you're saying that out of hurt, out of anger, out of pain, out of whatever it is. But truth is, you you, you can't. You, can't yeah. you, weren't, you weren't built that way. And it's not an individual that was built that way. Whether yeah. how hard they pretend to be or portray to be or say, oh, I've been making it this long and that. But you get lonely. It's stuff that you need. It's like you need that human interaction. Need to, You need to communicate. You need to have these conversations. So. Not only circle of influence is important, but just people in general around you is needed. And sometimes, and I want to say just having people around you just to have them for the sake, because I would say if, if it's going to be the wrong people around you, then take that time of loneliness to be able to get the right people. Don't just accept anything, but you have to have something mm -hmm. and, and anything isn't just something. So don't, don't take it as I'm saying like, oh, just have anyone in your life. Like, no. Yeah. Keep to yourself and be lonely till you have people that are worthy of being around or being within your life. And that doesn't have to take a long time. Like I said, it's like seven, eight billion people in the world. That shouldn't be that complicated or hard to find one. You know, exactly. That's, that's going in the right direction. That's what I'm saying, man. I feel like a lot of people as well, they say it out of anger and stuff. And I feel another reason why a lot of people just want to be alone so that they when they do make it, they'll have that glory, man. I did all this by myself. I didn't yeah. need nobody and all that. But like you said, the truth of reality is when we were born, it wasn't just us. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. feel like, like you said, God didn't create us just to be by ourselves and not putting the relationship aspect in it. But, you know, when God created Adam, he knew he he knew Adam needed somebody. He, he knew, he knew yeah, was lonely. Yeah. He knew Adam was lonely. He needed somebody. So that's when he created Eve. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, we can't do things. I used to, when I when I first started my dream, well, not started, I didn't start a dream, but when I first, like, uh, had the dream. Yeah, yeah, when I was first yeah. dreaming, be, trying to be an inspirational speaker and doing this charity organization, you know, I, I thought I had to do all this stuff by myself. I ain't going to lie, man. Like, I thought I had to do all this, like, I had to come up with a speech, how to say it, yeah. or I had to go to this certain place and do this and do that. But the truth of reality is you just can't. And not just speaking on the dream part, but just in general. Like, and like you said, it's always good to have somebody there just because, like, how was your day or do this yeah. or do that? It's always good to have that certain person just to talk to. Because I feel like if we don't, if we don't let it out, then how do we expect things to come in as well? So For sure. I know what you mean, man. But man, that's why I love that Golden State logo, man. If y'all know who Golden State is, the Golden yeah. State Warriors, the NBA team. Uh, they have one one of the sayings or the quotes on their thing is strength in numbers. Mm -hmm. Because there is um, strength in numbers. And God's word also says that when two or three touch and agree in my, my name, name is, I'll be there. Yeah. So it's like it's something about numbers, people being together. And God being in the midst of that, making that, that thing happen. So it's vitally important to know that it's better to be together with others than to be lonely by yourself because now you're in your head and exactly. you, know, you know how things go when you're in your head. When you're in your head, that, that's like the worst place to be. Yes. I, I can promise you, like being inside of your own head, like it, it's so terrible because you think of the worst things. It's like, I don't care how positive you are, how this you are, how that you are. But when you're in your own head and you're alone, it, it's like it's stuff that you don't even want to be there 
it just invites itself in. Mm-hmm. It's like it's almost like when you got people, you got like a guard, you got this, you got that. So you're kind of protected from yeah. some of those things that you would have dealt with uh, you know, by yourself. But when you're by yourself, it's you're like vulnerable. you're vulnerable and yeah. you don't have no guard. So it's almost like equivalent to like, you know, you living in a house and you got a door and you got this, that, and that. So just say we're going to equate the house to people like your door is a person your windows are people this that and the other so you're protected because those people are in the positions and the places that they are yeah but when those people leave now you got this house with no walls like it's just together but it's like wide open exactly anything so, can break yeah in. so now you're not safe from protecting that's the same mindset of like being with yourself and mm-hmm. in your head now you're not protected no one to be here no one to be there so now you're thinking of everything and typically as people we think about the worst possible things to think of and that comes with uh the possibility of being alone because being alone is like one of the worst things yeah. you could ever do so like so having those people protects you from those lonely thoughts those bad thoughts mm-hmm. those that depression that whatever it is not saying it's going to cure everything you're going through yeah. but it does protect and prevent prevent a lot of things from happening and you having to go through and think about those things exactly man that's why it's always good to that's why i always say guard your hearts and guard your minds and be willing to let the right people come in your your area so they they can help you with these certain things and i feel like a lot of people just avoid help and I, I struggle with this sometimes as well, but you have to be one. I use this a lot, but I'll keep saying it. It's like you're going to a doctor and you tell them that you're sick. Well, they know that you're sick, but they don't know what type of sickness that you have. So how do they expect you? How do they expect to give you the right medicine? Yes. You know, so it's just the same thing with having the right people in your circle. Yeah, it may not cure all your problems, but they can at, at least bandage up your wounds a little bit oh yeah you know they can uh, at least bandage it up a little bit so you will know the right things to do or just just to be there for you and comfort you then it's always good to not know that you're not alone you're like you're simply not alone in this life whatever you might be going through there's somebody else that's been through it or not just talking about that but everybody is going through something no matter how big or no matter how small no matter what type of altitude it might be at but at the end of the day everyone is going through something yes then it's always good to know that you are not alone in these things and to help you understand that you can make it through and that there's people willing to help you with these things as well you just have to be willing to look for it and just know who is trying to help you at the end of the day so and not reject that hope so man but yeah just and speaking of like communicating and that type of stuff, man, like it's kind of on the same, you know, topic as it. But, man, I want to dive in and talk about, you know, from my perspective and, and how I see it. This may not be a worldwide thing, but I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. It's like the art of like communicating. And so like messages, talking, just doing that type of stuff. It just seems like it's at a point now where. A, it's it's agenda based like reaching out to people is like agenda based it's mm-hmm. not based off communicating with each other uh sharing opinions doing this and it's it's based off of certain things and it's like certain people only call certain people to party yeah. they, they have each other that for that some people only call certain people because they know they can depend on them to do certain things or they only call them for whatever it is and what i found man is we we've become these type of people that are pretty much users and we only we only communicate and talk to people based off 
the current needs that we have. And outside of those current needs, those people that we communicate with, we would never communicate with them if it wasn't for those current needs. Yeah, yeah, current needs. And it's just like, we have to be very aware of that stuff. That That's what I see for the most part. It's like, it's bad, man. And I, and I had to like catch on to it myself because I, I was kind of at that point where I was kind of doing it. And I had to step back and be like, whoa, man, like this is not who you are. Like yeah. you got to make some changes. So I just start reaching out to folks just for no reason now, just to build back up those relationships and stuff. And they may not respond back. They may not do that. But you could be, you could free your heart and your mind by knowing that you're doing things for a different reason than mm-hmm you know, being a user or abuser or a manipulator within how you're reaching out to people. And a lot of times, man, I think that uh, a lot of people feel burned because of that. They feel that people have done this to them their whole life or the people they have in their lives, they're doing these certain things and they see it, they notice it, but at times they won't say nothing about it. Yeah. So, man, I just think that uh, that's something that's like extremely important to kind of figure out if that's what we're doing And then even if we can't figure out if that's what we're doing, just kind of take a step back and look around us and see if that's what everyone else is doing. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you don't know what you're doing until you see someone else doing it. Yeah. So I think that we should take time out within our day to kind of evaluate and see if we are these people or if those people are around us Mm -hmm. to help better us and become better as people. Because it's nothing like having people that are just there like, you know, for a particular reason, which, you know, obviously you get it within business and that stuff. It's like, you know, last week, I don't know if I talked about mutualism. It's like, you know, it should be like a give and take type of thing, but it doesn't always have to be that. Like we should have the mindset of going in is like, what can I give? How can I add value? How can I do this compared to what can I get? Mm -hmm. And if we have the mindset of what can I give, we get a lot further than what can I get? Because it's like a bank account. It's like, all right, you got a thousand dollars in a bank account, but if you go to the bank every day taking out a hundred dollars, you're only gonna go to the bank ten days because you got a thousand, and eventually it's gonna you're gonna be cut off, and yeah. then the bank's not gonna allow you to get any money because you had a thousand, but you came ten times to get a hundred dollars out each day. Exactly. So you're like, you go back on the eleventh day and be like, man, why ain't the bank giving me no money? <laughs> Because you don't have any money there, but if you were taking out a hundred dollars a day, but then every other couple of days you was adding in a couple hundred, a couple thousand more, then you continue to get from it for the fact that you've been adding to it and it makes it last a bit longer than just taking because it's only so much you can take before it disappears and goes away. Exactly. Compared to giving. So it has to be a give and take type of thing. Like take is needed. If mm-hmm. you need it, then yeah, then do it that way. But add value every step along the way so that you're not empty within that thing like that bank account exactly man i feel like relationship shouldn't be this is just an example of what i thought of i don't think relationship should be like a tree that grows fruit and yeah. you take all the fruit from it and you don't even go back to the tree right i feel like relationship should when you see you should be willing to help the tree grow more fruit or yeah. you willing to water that tree add value to that tree and not just ignore the tree and that's just with with us i i feel like a lot of us think relationships now is i like i get i'm going to get whatever i get from this person or this this person has to give me something i feel yes. like is it's not that has nothing to do with relationship it's about the love the the memories the compassion just 
and not just with like just love, but just with relationships, like friendships, anything like that. It's important to really add value to every person that is important to you in this life. And don't just text them or call them just to get something from them, but just just to simply be there like you like just a simple text saying, hey, will mean the world to somebody right now. You know what I'm saying? So for sure, it's always in I encourage people to right now that's listening just to be willing to text of people that that has an impact on your life to not text them for anything, but just to text them just to be there for them. So, you know what, man, I got to bring up this speaking of that. And a lot of times uh, these things have to do with maturity, if I can be honest, man. Yeah. So uh, my sister. So story of me and my sister is like we haven't known each other our whole life like it's uh you know, we have the same dad and I met her like two or three times while he was alive. I think I remember meeting her when I was like five or six. My dad had me over his, sh- over his neck mm-hmm. and he was like, this is your sister. And she was there because she's like, I want to say she's like five or six years older than me. So I met her then and I didn't meet her again until he died. Yeah. So when he died, I was like 13 years old, like 13, 14 years old. So I met her again then. Then I didn't meet her again probably until I was an adult. So, um. But lately, we've been having a strong and closer relationship. But I can say about a year or two, uh, she would reach out to me every now and then. But it wasn't, oh, no, I need something, this, that, and the other. She would just text me, I love you, or I miss you, bro, or this, that, and the other. Yeah. And I was, like, kind of immature at the time because I didn't realize it because she had a lot of stuff going on within her life. And I, like, kind of snapped off and got upset, like, you never do this and you never do that. You're always reaching out and, you know, you're not making time or you're not doing this. Because, like, I was, like, immature in seeing that. Mm-hmm. But now that I've matured enough, I understand it. She never reached out to me once and said she needed anything. She always reached out just to add a little bit of value. If it was, hey, bro, miss you. Hey, bro, how's it going? How this, that, and the other. Even if it was ever so often, she was still making the attempt to do it. But I was seeing it as she wasn't doing it at the time frame and the way I wanted it. So I kind of dismissed it and got upset with her for doing it in the way that I wanted her to do it. But she was still adding value. And now, you know, when she communicates and she she does this, I truly understand. And now our bond and relationship is a lot stronger because it was me that needed to mature to understand what was happening. It's like, oh, she's always been adding value, but because she wasn't adding value to me in the way I wanted to then this this is cut off. But yeah. now I see it and I'm just like, all right, so sometimes we have those people in our lives that don't communicate, don't do that that much. But every time they do, it's always value. It's never on some taken type of stuff, but it's always on some how are you doing, this, that, another, what can I do? And, you know, so I just had to say that. That's something yeah. that was uh, probably going to be relatable to people, that, but that was personal to yeah, me. Yeah, definitely, man. And it's important. I- I kind of am the same way. My dad used to do that. He would just tell me, you know, because I guess my dad was rough around the edges a lot, so I didn't really pay attention to the text that he sent me when he said, I love you, son, or this and yeah. that. But now I'm starting to learn, like, it's important to make sure I keep the value alive. You know what I'm saying? If he's putting the value on my part, I should give the same value back. So I always, now I have my point with my dad where I, I can text him a lot and, I just tell them I love them too. So it's always good to just keep relationships alive, you know, so. But yeah, man, I want to switch up the podcast a bit, man, and start just adding, you know, adding segments and stuff to the end of it, man. So, you know, whether it's a, a consistent segment or it's a different segment, but it's 
always going to be a segment that we can add to in the difference, you know, in the end of it. We talk about this stuff on the podcast because we want you all to hear how real this podcast is. This yeah. is not scripted or anything. So we come up with this stuff right on the spot. Yeah, definitely. So, man, uh, what would you like to... How about this This one here would be uh, last remarks. Like, what would you like That's to cool. leave uh, the people with for this week of the podcast? This week? Um, I would just want to say with the time I have, just to keep the relationships alive, for sure. Make sure, no matter what it might be, make sure you add value to relationship, the relationship that you have. And not only with the people, but add that value to yourself. So once you have that self-love, once you have that value, now you'll be able to give 100% value to the relationships that you have in life. So always just cherish and make the most of the memories, the laughs, the loves, and anything that you have with the memories and the relationships that you have so that's what i have but man i'll end it with this here man i think what i want to say is that to just always be who you are yeah not only be who you are with saying who you are one person don't only say who you are but be that person have those same opinions about that person and have expectations based off of that person as well so everything can align and go together and be consistent and you don't have to kind of remember different stuff because it's different stories and different things that are going along with who you're trying to be who you actually are and this and if you can make everything consistent and together and in alignment you don't have to remember a lot of stuff because truth is truth and it just comes off easy so i want to leave you guys with that and that's uh, our time for the day and we'll see you guys next week have a good one